What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes episode 36, the Lawyer Malloy episode of Ooh, Tuck Rule yeah. Takes. Um, this, was, this was an easy one for me. The second I saw it was 36. I was like, it's going to be Lawyer yep, Malloy. Slam dunk. Um, easy. No other person came to mind. Lawyer Malloy episode. Um, I am Mike Sullivan with me, as always, fresh off a uh, weekend where he went to the Celtics game where, where, with Liam McDade. Liam, what's I up? Did. How's it going? Good weekend. How was it? It was. It was very good. Okay, so uh, <laughs> just wanted to let that. I, I just wanted to let that simmer out there. The Celtics had a big win. I think yep. what we we're trying to say. That ass, baby. Celtics are doing well. Um, <laughs> Patriots are also. Uh, free agency is a little is a little messy for them right now. But I do want. I want to bring up something else. We've been talking about a lot of things that have we've been talking about a lot of things that have been annoying us uh, before we started recording. But now that we are recording, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is back. I don't know where you thought I was going with this, Liam, but Tom Brady is back. The rumors are um, all of a sudden I got a text from from Liam. And was it Saturday when you texted me Friday or something like that? Friday or Saturday. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I was working. So I wasn't on my phone. All of a sudden I just saw Liam. Hey, you see these rumors from Tom Brady. I was like, what is going on? Tom Brady supposedly reportedly is trying to weasel trying to snake trying to worm his way to the Miami Dolphins who by the way just got Tyreek Hill as well um so initial thoughts Liam on that Tom Brady trying to get out of Tampa but if he gets to Miami what are your thoughts if he gets to Miami my thoughts are I'm going full Chris McCandless. I'm burning all my worldly possessions, leaving my car somewhere remote and moving to live in the Alaskan wilderness. I won't be watching football. I won't be watching anything. I won't have a TV. I will live off the land where hopefully I eventually eat poison berries and die a slow, long, painful death. It's it's. So, so safe to say you're not looking forward to it then. If he does, if he, if go he goes, I will, if he goes, I will stop watching football. That's a guarantee. I, There's I don't know. just like, no scenario where he needs to go. I, I'm mad that he's back, let alone mad that oh, he's yeah. back yep. and planning to shake it up again and go to another team. Dude, people didn't leave the Buccaneers so you could come back and play for them. You were the depending factor on if Chris Godwin was going to leave, yep. if Ryan Jensen was going to retire. Leonard All these Fournette. people think you're coming back. Leonard Fournette came back. If you were to just up and leave, you look like even more of a dickhead than I already think you are. And you're just hopping around from good situation to good situation, trying to reclaim another Super Bowl. You look desperate and pathetic. Based on that description of him, you know, if you do this again, you're going to look like a fraud. You're going to look pathetic. You're going to look like a weasel, a snake. Um, I think he's going to Miami. I see this man clearly. This this is how he is. The the Tom Brady that Patriots fan, and, and, and we're not going to stay on Tom Brady long. I don't want to. I don't care about him anymore. We just have to talk about it. Just not because it's Tom Brady, but just because he may be coming to the division where the Patriots are in. Which Tom would, Brady? That'd be the icing on the shitty cake. Is if we see, have to play him twice. That like, it's it, it's a double edged sword because it gives Patriots fans two potential paths to go down. You have one path where. Tom Brady is going to beat you down two times a year. You're going to have to deal with that and all that's going to come with that. And Brady beat Belichick. Finally, the big war is over the divorce. He won it, all that stuff. Or, which is the route that I want to take. 
the Patriots get a chance to, pardon my French, skull fuck Tom Brady two times a year. That is my favorite verb, adjective, verb. So I'm it's going to one. use that only once every podcast, only when it only when it needs to come out. Of course. We can don't want to imagine, upset Al too much. Can you imagine how sweet it would be for the Patriots to beat Tom Brady twice a year, beat him in Miami, beat him in Foxborough, beat him in London if they play in London, wherever they want to play, just beat him down because – Lest we forget, he didn't look too impressive against the Pats the one time he played a Bill Belichick defense. I know J.C. Jackson's gone. Things are gone. Completely different team he'd be on as well. But let's not act like that Dolphins team he would go to. That doesn't have the same offensive firepower as as the Bucks. They got young guy. They got Waddle, who's good. They got uh, Mike Gusecki, yep. good tight end. Uh, they got Tyree Kill, who... I mean, Tyreek Hill, very, good. very good, but let's also not act like Bill Belichick hasn't shut him down before. Um, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things where, like, like, I want it to happen because of, like, the good that could come from it, but then I'm like, I also just don't want to de- – and I think, I think we said this to each other multiple times. I'm just done with him. I don't – I, I don't want to talk about him anymore. I don't yeah. want to harbor this resentment that he's now turned to hate. I don't care about him anymore. Well, if you don't care about him, why are you talking about him? Because it's a, it's a topic. We have to talk about him. Yeah. I just, I don't want him in my life anymore. And if he comes to Miami, it's like, now I got to deal with you in the division and people talking about it. And then, you know, not only like if, if you beat us, it's, it's, it's a whole clusterfuck I don't want to deal with. But in the same token, in that same vein, it would be nice to beat him two times a year. So yeah. I don't hey, the Brady I don't beat down tour. It's it's exclusive. There's only four locations. The Brady beat down tour. If he were to come to the Dolphins would happen. Like you said, in Foxborough, in Miami and potentially Mexico City and London. Mm-hmm. Those are the only places where there's even possibilities for the Brady beat down show. But realistically, it'd probably be a split. We'd beat him once. He yep. beat us once type yep. deal. And, you know, I'd be miserable when he beats us. I'd be jazzed up when we beat him type deal. It, the whole thing, it's it, I'd be better off not having to deal with it. Yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to. It's like it, it does give you some juicy storylines that you might get, all that fun stuff. But you know, like again, I would love for it to happen so I can come on here and call Tom Brady a fraud again. Call him, you know, he's not this guy we put him on the pedestal to be when you're he was not here. That guy. I yeah, 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 you're not that guy, kid. But I just don't want to deal with him anymore. So that's that's going to be the end of talking about Tom Brady. That's our Tom Brady minute. Um, if he comes to Miami, we'll talk about him more. Otherwise. Go away. Go pretend like you're going to go win another Super Bowl, even though you're not going to, because just because you bring back the same team, that same team is a year older and everybody knows how to defend you and play against you. So let's not act like you are some crazy team anymore. You had a one hit wonder in Tampa. Get out of here. Go away. Old man. Leave. Um, But speaking of the NFL. Before um, we kind of talk about free agency, because the Patriots made a couple moves that I like a couple things we still want them to do all that fun their overtime rules. Goddamn. <laughs> nice. <laughs> has uh, the NFL has officially changed their um their overtime rules. Now, only in the postseason, every team or both teams will get a chance to possess the ball. I if I remember correctly, I was kind of dead set against this. I don't 
quite remember where you landed on it because we talked about it weeks, weeks, weeks ago when it was a uh, when it was a big topic going around the league. Um, but come to find out, they changed it. Uh, it's all stemming from that Chiefs Bills game where the Chiefs beat the Bills um, and Josh Allen didn't get a chance to possess the ball. Everybody cried. The NFL doesn't like fun. All this stuff. Never mind, you know, if the Bills, who have a great defense, had a great defense, just played a little bit of defense, maybe they would have got the ball. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's it, it is only a matter of time before the NFL legislates defense out of the out of the league, and it's just one yep. of those whoever scores the most, the fastest wins. But um, yeah, both teams are going to do it. It's only going to be in the postseason this year. Um, I. What do you think? Because I I'm obviously not happy about. It. I think it's dumb. But what do you think? For me, it's it's weird because it sets a strange precedent. Like if somebody just doesn't like a rule, are we just gonna change it every time it happens? The rule falls on one of the bigger teams in the league's disadvantage. Like this time, it was the Bills, up and coming team. They get the short end of the stick. KC has got the short end of the stick from the same rule in years past. Every time a rule like this comes around, are we going to change that rule because a whole fan base complains and there's no consistency to it? You'll never be able to keep everyone happy because one team always has to lose. Mm -hmm. One team's always going to be getting the shit end of the stick from one of these rules. Any of these, a team has to lose. So... I don't like it. it it's uh, it sets a poor precedent for me. It also diminishes the casual viewer too, who now has to learn two overtime rules. Mm-hmm. They get used to the one in the regular season, and then come playoffs, they're like, oh, all of a sudden, like, all right, why why does the other team get the ball back now? And it's like, oh, the, it only works in playoffs. In playoffs, both team gets to touch the ball, and they're like. What? Why? Where's the consistency? It's like, oh, because the Buffalo Bills were bitching, you know, two years ago. And they're like, oh, that's fucking weird. There's no consistency to it. They'll cater to the casual viewer when it comes to defense and they want to get rid of defense and have everyone score points. So the casual viewer can hop on and be like, wow, 27, 27 game. That's so cool. Who's going to win? But then with this, it's like only the true football hardos who sit down and know all the rules and know the unsportsmanlike conducts and know every call on the field and every little tic-tac in the rule are going to know that, Hey, there's a different overtime for regular season than there is for the playoffs Mm -hmm. starting now. It's, it's a shame. I don't know. Can't the NFL just sit up there? Yeah. Can't they just sit up there and be like, no, these are the fucking rules. You're watching our product that we're putting out there. We make the fucking rules. You at, mcdonald's if you don't show up before 10 o'clock you don't get fucking breakfast sorry we're the ones serving the food we make the fucking (laughs) rules the nfl can be like sorry we run this shit one team touches the fucking ball that is a great comparison because i can assure you i think we all have bitched that mcdonald's doesn't serve breakfast after 10 but guess what they don't change it. They say, you know what, no. bitch, if you want it, yeah. get there before 10. If you want to get the ball and get here, <laughs> if you want to get the ball in overtime, exactly. Get here on time. You can get your breakfast. If not, you get the burger. Make one stop in overtime. You get the ball back. Not even a nope. stop. No, see, no, see, it's not even a stop. Don't let the team score a touchdown. That's yep. what okay. You don't even have to stop. Technically, you could let them drive 99 yards. 
So oh, your defense the, could suck. Them, yeah, exactly. Let them get to the one and force a field goal. It is not difficult because because look at look at it this way. So right now, how the rules are: Chiefs and Bills are playing. Let's say Chiefs and Bills go to overtime. Exactly what happened? Chiefs go down, score a touchdown. Up, oh, that's it. They win. Okay. Now with these rules, Chiefs go down, score a touchdown. Bills go down, score a touchdown. Chiefs go down, kick a field goal. They win. You're telling me that Bills fans still aren't going to be pissed? We didn't even get a chance to rebuttal that. Because if that's where it's going, like now all of a sudden it's going to be, so now just every team gets to go until one team scores less. My point exactly. And then it turns into a weird college, (laughs) like overtime. It's it's ridiculous. No, there needs to be a line drawn. The line was perfect. It was, listen, your, your, your defense couldn't, or whatever, your team couldn't win in regulation. You are now going into overtime, which is special. It's not regulation. It's different rules. So what it is, it's no longer. Remember when it used to be um, a sudden death, first team to score? That was the worst because you could get to the 40 yard line. You got someone like no. Greg the leg who comes out there and Friggin- kicks one in. A okay, dome. No, no, no. I was thinking Sebastian Janikowski that, was out there that, kicking. I was trying to think yarders. who it was. I, I could yeah. only think of Greg. You just got to get to your own 30 and see bass is like lining up yeah. a mortar shot. That was unfair. I get that. Yeah. But and and I, I also get the whole thing where it's like, yeah, you know, both teams should get a chance to have the ball. Sure. But you also should have just won the game in regulation. Though. This this yep. overtime isn't like a prize. If anything, it's one of those things like you guys couldn't handle this shit in regulation. So now you got to deal with this crazy stuff in overtime. And for the debates, the people who were like, Josh Allen didn't even get a chance oh, now. Like you said, let's use that same scenario next year. Same playoff circumstance, same thing. Goes to overtime. Chiefs go down and score. Bills go down and score, like you said. Then Chiefs go down and get a field goal. People, like you said, why didn't Josh Allen get another chance? This is ridiculous. Josh Allen did the absolute most he could to win that game, and he just got screwed. It's like, well, he did the absolute most last year, and you guys made him change the rule. Regardless, there's going to be a team that does the absolute most to win and still gets fucked. So there there are always always going to be people who are upset with the rules. You can't you can't appease everybody. So right now yeah. it might seem good, everybody might be happy, but you're going to get a team that goes down there and loses the way I said and they're going to say this doesn't seem fair. Like why didn't we get a chance to to reset cuz it, it is it is literally the same argument. Because right now, before they changed these rules, it was why didn't we get a chance to, you know, have the ball to to try to to try to win or tie with these new rules? It comes down to, okay, well, why didn't we get a chance to try to score or win or tie the game? Like it, nothing has really changed all this. This is a rule strictly for like people talk about the Brady rule with people diving at quarterbacks legs, which by the way, not his rule. It came from Carson Palmer, but people call it the Brady rule that at least has some sort of safety to it. This was just because a fan base in some or a good amount of media members bitched and moaned and the NFL who doesn't know what to do with anything anymore, public outcry. They bent the knee like they always do. And they're like, okay, this is what we'll do. It's 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 horrible. The Bills, by the way, because I think the Bills are one of the ones that proposed it. It was either the Bills or the Ravens. I forget which ones. But the games that they brought up, funny, whether it was the Bills or the Ravens, I don't remember off the top of my head. But these are two Patriots rivals. Do you want to know the two games that they brought up? The Super Bowl that the Pats won in overtime, and the game, the 2018 AFC Championship game that the Pats won against the Chiefs in overtime. Huh? That's funny. That's funny. Wow. 
It's almost like they're out to get a certain franchise. Almost like that. It was almost like, remember when the Patriots DBs were mauling the Colts receivers? They made a rule about that. You know what happened the next year? Pats won the Super Bowl. Teddy Bruschi talked shit after that. He was like, you change the rules. You do what you want. You come on in here. It's not going to be fun. The ineligible receiver thing when Bill used to put like... Yeah, no, well, yeah, that was against the Ravens, right? When he had a bunch of tackles out there. Oh my god, what a genius move! He did that for like two or three plays, and they were like, "All right, you got to stop this." <laughs> they he he did that. Guys and, were and, wide open down the field. I, so I I remember that game because that was afterwards. I think it was Brady or Belichick who was like, "Oh, you know, maybe they should take a look at the rule book." I'm pretty sure that I think it was Brady who said yeah. that. Yeah, because it's just like, dude, like it's not. And again, that it all goes. Kind of try to do this and that and dude, this mic by the way, fucked up. Just start miming. Muted. I muted myself. Nice. There we I go. muted myself. Wouldn't what an idiot. What an idiot. Um, Normally it's me. I was like, yeah, I got, I'm having all the, the, the issues before we start recording. Was I was blurry though. for a little I'm bit psyched. and then the mic wasn't working pretty soon. The headphones are going to die soon. I can already, I fully charged. They're going to die. Um, but yeah, back to just, just the rules. I think it's an unnecessary thing. Um, I mean, but Bill Belichick has been proposing for years that they should put little cameras on the pylons so then you can just figure this out or like sensors or whatever it was. They won't do that, but they'll change rules because fans just want to see fun, I guess, which like, I guess yep. the first 60 minutes is fun. To, to me, the overtime is fun because you're like, holy shit, like you got to stop him. You got to stop him. You got to stop. Like it, it becomes like high stakes, like even more than anything, because you're like, yeah. You can't let them score a touchdown field goal. That's fine. But it's like, you, you got to stop them. You got to stop them. And it just, it, I don't know. It's, it's a dumb rule. Like you said, it's people complain. You change the rules. What next? You know, like what, what happens next? It's yeah. Just, when does it stop? It's, it's, it's annoying. Um, very annoying, but what I, I don't want to talk about the first two topics of like, been frustrating to talk about like pulling teeth with the rule chain yeah it's like my god it's it's like someone just sitting there just chatting your ear off like just shut up let me get to the good topics jesus just here we go we are we are getting to the good topics the the new england patriots have brought back an old face people have been complaining about their free agency kind of you know oh my god you know, the Patriots aren't doing anything. They're not signing people we want. They have needs. Where's the number one receiver? Who, by the way, they still haven't gotten. The New England Patriots have signed Malcolm Butler. Now, I'm not sure if anybody has heard of Malcolm Butler. A um, <laughs> little bit of a, of a Super Bowl hero. He made, he made kind of a big play. Kind of a big play in the Super Bowl. Picked the ball off at the one yard line. significant. After Cam Chancellor completely jammed. What's his name? Was it, was it Baldwin that he jammed? Is that is that who it was? I forget who. No, Cam Brandon Chancellor. Browner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it was. Brandon Browner. Who did he, was it? Who was Ricardo the Ricardo Lockett? Ricardo Lockett. I knew it was him. one of those two. Stuffed Completely him. ate his lunch. Then bam, Malcolm Butler came in to a two-year deal that is up to nine million dollars. I believe his cap hit is right around two million each year. Um, that's a steal for me. When I saw that, I was pumped because you got Malcolm Butler coming off retirement. He was retired last year. 
So I know he is, what was he, 32, 33, you said? Something 32. like that. Uh, 32. So normally, you know, that's kind of our gauge. Once you go north of 30 as a corner, you do fall off, you know, historically. But I'm hoping that the year out of retire or the year in retirement kind of, you know, gave him a little boost. He's reportedly happy to be here. Belichick, obviously him and Belichick have kind of, you know, smoothed whatever issues they have, if there even were any issues, but um, I don't think there were ever really any issues to be honest. No, there was, I think that was more of a, um, I feel like that was more of a media fabricated thing because people will still say like, you know, maybe now we'll find out why he benched Malcolm Butler. We know why he's already said why they didn't think, all the coaches have said why they didn't think Malcolm Butler was ready to play. Yep. So, so, so they didn't play him regardless of what you think you can't pick and choose the decisions that you, that you think like you kind of have to ride or die. Now you can say they were bad moves or good moves. Who knows if you play Butler, if you make a stop in that super bowl, but I, I don't know. Nick Foles was on another level that night against the defense. He was great. So, and I, I hate to say it, but um, Malcolm Butler, two years, 9 million. Good contract. Liam, what say you? Uh, Value-wise and even player-wise, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a mids pickup is how I would describe it. Mids, nothing crazy, but not bad. I don't know. What are we really expecting from Malcolm Butler at the ripe age of 32? What did we get from Malcolm Butler in his last season in New England? What did the Titans get from Malcolm Butler or the, he didn't actually play for the Cardinals, but basically the last time Malcolm Butler played, what did they get from him? He's a middle of the road corner. He's fine. He's good. He knows the system, which is great. He can come in, doesn't need much practice time. He can, you know, fit right in, not yep, miss a beat. Play. Yep. But he's not a dynamic player in the first place. So it's not like he's going to come right in here and be the star that leads this cornerback group. No, he's not a starting caliber corner. When we talk about free agents later, I got one or two on here that I think could be the face of our cornerback room per se, but Malcolm Butler is just a familiar face that we brought in that can probably fill a role marginally. Well, he'll be fine in zone defenses and stuff like that, where he doesn't have to cover a lot of ground on his feet and play man to man. For the most part though, it's, it's an unspectacular signing that, puts asses in seats because he made a big play years ago and people still hold him in high regard. I do yeah. too. I love the guy. Why wouldn't I? I mean, he truly won us a Super Bowl. He's a legend. He'll never have to buy a beverage in Boston ever again. But realistically his play is was middle of the road in 2018, 2019. Didn't play in 2020 or didn't he was middle of the road in 2020, didn't play in 2021. However yeah. you want to Whatever the seasons are, I always get confused with the years. But <laughs> this is this isn't a crazy signing by any means. I thought it was cool because I'm like, hey, good for him. That's about the extent of it, though. Yeah, uh, like you said, I don't think anybody, well, people shouldn't be expecting him to come in and be that you know Malcolm Butler when he was here, where he was kind of your not necessarily a lockdown, but he was your you know top corner you could put him out there and be like yeah you know i'm not worried at all about that guy for the most part even though yep. he he never really was that but i think people 
thought he was because he after played the, the Super Bowl year, he had a great year. He was he a became, good number yeah. one corner the year after the Super Bowl. But then after that, he was, you know, by the time it was the Eagles Super Bowl year, he was not a very good corner. No, no, he he stroke he strike me as the guy who every every time that I'd be watching the game, you know, my uh, whenever I watched the game with my wife, she would say the same thing. Be like, whenever a ball would get thrown to his side. We would both, she'd be like, where the fuck is Malcolm Butler? He would always be five yards off the receiver. It's like the re- he, he would bite on any route because he, he's the type that's going to try to jump her out, make a pick, make a play. Great. Asante Samuel did that, except in the Super Bowl against the Giants when Mr. he couldn't pick, pick off that ball. Okay. But like, oh, yeah. it just, he, he, he is that type of player. Nothing wrong with that, but he isn't this shutdown player. I don't think people should expect that. I think that he is a nice piece to be in there. You have him. Jalen Mills, Jonathan Jones. That's a nice trio of guys. That's a, that's guys you can kind of put out there and be like, you know, I think I'm not, I don't think we're going to be shutting anybody down, but I'm not worried about, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about, yeah. Like if they give up a play, I'm going to be like, ah, shit, but I don't expect them to lose you games. What you mentioned though, when you said that he's good in zone, I think what the Patriots are doing with, with the, this other guy they signed as well, who will bring him up in a second. Um, I know you were excited about him. They, the, the guys, the Patriots are signing They're They're fixing the need they had where their defense couldn't cover those fast receivers or, you know, those dynamic receivers they're signing guys now. Cause I think they're going to be playing more of a zone type of a defense. And that might also be why they didn't extend for JC Jackson, JC Jackson, in my eyes, doesn't fit that type of a defense. Now, again, a player that good, you should say, well, you should still always want him. Of course they wanted him, but I think we know Belichick. He's very much scheme oriented. He thinks this is what is going to work. This is what we should do with the defense that he's going to run. I think he was open to the idea of letting Jackson go because like I said, and like you just brought up, I think they're going to do a lot more zone. There's going to be a lot more kind of muddling the field, a bunch of guys back there, the amoeba defense where guys are just walking around, not knowing what they're doing. I love that name for a defense too, the amoeba, amoeba defense. defense. Cause I, just, I don't even, it sounds stupid, got a ring to it. but like, it's cool. Um, I, I like what they're doing. I can kind of see the vision that Belichick's having right now. Now, don't get me wrong. They still need to sign like, a more talented corner, whether that's a complete lockdown or just someone that can cover really well, picking hairs. I mean, you know, picking nits. I don't care what it is. I just (laughs) need someone who can cover all the guys we have can cover. They're not, you know, elite at it by any means, but so I'm not worried about, about, you know, kind of your lockdown Gilmore Island, Revis Island thing. I think they're going to go zone defense a lot. I think that's why they signed the guys that they did. That's why you bring back Adrian Phillips. That's why you have Kyle Duggar. That's why the linebackers that they drafted are kind of being a little bit more of that, you know, um, cover can also rush the passer can move a little bit. That's why you signed Mac Wilson. He can cover a little bit. He has a little bit of speed to him too. Um, I, I like the signing because I think that it's going to fit with the defense. Uh, like you said, though, I don't think Pat's fans should be sitting here expecting him to be, you know, um, to, to lock down players like he did back in, you know, 2014, 2015 yeah. or anything um, in yeah. his, um, in his, in his heyday. So just unrealistic. That is a great point though. And I wanted to utter what you were just saying about JC Jackson and Bill's beliefs and whatnot for being far and away the greatest 
football coach of all time, maybe the greatest coach in all of sports. I mean, he's up there. Dude's, dude's resume speaks for himself. Mm-hmm. For being the clear cut best head coach in football, is there another coach that willingly goes, I'm going to do more with less than Bill Belichick does because he is constantly like, no, we don't need the six great playmakers. We need six middle of the road guys who try really hard and I'm going to make this a great unit. He doesn't want the peanut Tillman's or he did get to Ralph Rivas, but like he doesn't go out and get all these stellar names all the time and load up. He's like, well, I'm going to go to the Super Bowl with Lee Bowden, Sterling Moore and Pat Young. Well, so they have uh, Barrett was one of their safeties one year. James Ahedabo. They have all these random no name guys that I like James Ahedabo for some reason. I don't know why. I just liked his number, number forty four. I thought that yeah. was cool for a weird number. Yep. But but he yep. was kind of ass. And Bill's just yep. constantly like even on offense, he's like, "Well, we're gonna take this dude who used to be a quarterback in college, and we're gonna take this receiver that the Rams didn't want, Danny Amendola." And, Oh, well, Carolina got rid of Brandon LaFell. He was a third-round pick. We could probably do something with that. He's bringing these guys in and winning, 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 winning. And he's not going out and getting the DK Metcalfs or he got Randy Moss for like two seasons, let him go. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I prefer mm-hmm. the undrafted white guy that we traded for from the Dolphins and rolls with Wes Welker. So that's how Bill rolls. He's like, I don't need JC. We have – three guys who try harder than JC does. And I'll make that work. I never thought of that with the whole, like, has there been a coach who since his inception, I mean, since he yep. got here, trade Lori Malloy, trade him away. Yeah, no, we don't need, yep. uh, you know, we don't need him. Oh, uh, Rodney Harrison. He's the best safety in the league. Yeah, we can get, can no, get let's get uh, Rodney Harrison, a troubled guy from the Bengals. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's bring him Chargers. over. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Chargers, Chargers. Um, let's, yep. let's bring him over, see how he works out. I, you mentioned the Moss thing. The Moss thing was a, was a bargain. That was a deal. Yep. The Revis thing. That was one year. So like yep. when he does get guys, it's more of like, let me just show you what I could <laughs> what do. What happens when I get the sick guys? If I had elite, I mean, going all the way back to Tom Brady, where it's like, should I start this sixth round pick over Drew Bledsoe? who just got a contract, a huge contract. I think it, it was the yep. biggest one for a quarterback at the time, right? It or was, something yeah, like yeah. that. It was a 10-year contract like Mahomes has. Huge, yeah. And he goes, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to do that. Like you said, J.C. Jackson, undrafted, I believe. Correct? I think so, yeah, yeah. I think either that or, or see, I should know this. I forgot. But either way, he takes people who are your undrafted whatever. He took, what's his name? Kyle Duggar from, from uh, what, what was that college? Lenore uh, Ryan. Lenore Ryan. Who the hell? That sounds like a made-up place. And yeah, guess what? He sounds like it. an army in Lord of the Rings. The yeah, it does. Ride. Yeah, like oh no. And like, <laughs> but now you're looking, and now Kyle Duggar is going to be a vital part of this off of this defense yeah. for years. I to mean, come. we won two Super Bowls with Kyle Arrington starting at corner, and he was the worst Kyle, corner I've ever seen. Ar- Kyle Arrington wasn't even good in Madden. That's no. how you know he wasn't good. He was, and he had like a he had like a ninety eight speed, and he still sucked at Madden. Yep, no, you put all you need to be good. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Terrible. He was so bad. Bethel Johnson was good in Madden. Yes, that's how. That's how like not great you can be and still be good. Kyle Arrington was not good. 
Um, but, but still, like you said, I never thought of that. That's one thing that Bill, I hope, I hope he gets credit for once he retires and the hate for him kind of subsides and everything, or, you know, goes away. Cause he does do more in a more unorthodox in a more of a non-linear way than any coach, any coach yeah, I've he seen in the on NFL. team ball. He's like, I, as long as you can do the one thing I ask you to do and you try hard at it, that's all I ask. I don't need you to be a superstar. I don't need nope. you to be able to do this, this, and this. I just need nope. you to do one thing. Nope. That, I mean, that's why, that's why players like Jamie Collins got sent away his first time. He tried to yeah. freelance, tried to make plays. Yeah. I don't even care if you make the play, buddy, you're out, you know, sure. Yep. Sure, sure. You do it once, you know, you're freelance, you make the play. Okay. Don't do it again. Congrats. Don't do it again. Thank you for making yep. the play. Now you're just you getting it lucky. Again. It, yeah, exactly. You do it again. You miss it. That's it. You're out. I think yep. it, that just goes to show he, he really is the greatest, the greatest mind I've ever seen in football. Like just because yeah. he he takes these players and puts them in his system, the Patriot way. Do your job. That's not just a phrase. That's an actual thing. Do your job. If you do your job, we will win. He he brings you in this system. You play well. You play well, and then you leave, and, and you're not the same player. I think that just goes to show his genius. And, and we've talked about it before. Players like Kyle Van Oy, he takes in here. You know, Kyle Van Oy goes to the Lions, goes wherever, goes to the yeah. Dolphins. Nothing crazy. Comes back here. Great season. Jamie Collins. Yeah, all of a sudden, everyone Cleveland. talks about him. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about losing Kyle Van Oy. Like, we just lost Lawrence Taylor. And I'm like, yeah. you guys. It, it, and this is also the it's same the thing. System. Like, it, and that's it with, with J.C. Jackson. Hold on. Okay, because I do need to make sure. J.C. Jackson draft. I, I need to make sure that J.C. Jackson was was undrafted. He was an undrafted free agent. Makes my makes my argument even better. J.C. Jackson, he he gets here, leaves right, like gets you know uh, plays great, awesome. Can't sign him, goes and gets a great contract. Everybody, oh my god, Belichick, he's never gonna Did find someone again. like J.C. Jackson. He's never gonna find he, he he's not gonna be able to replace him. He's not going to be able to do that. Yeah, you're right. Bill Belichick isn't going to be able to replace the undrafted free agent that he signed and made (laughs) get it made into what he is. Of course, JC Jackson is talented in his own right, but you need coaching. And he, he did this with him, but, but he can't do it again. Can't do it again. Even though he's done it countless, not perfect, but he's done it countless and countless with and countless many times. positions, many positions. He did it with quarter. And that's the part with Tom Brady. I hate to bring up Satan again, but that's the part with Tom Brady. When people say Brady could have done this without, it was all Brady, all that. No, it wasn't because you, everybody touts Belichick as being this guy who takes undrafted people, late draft, you know, late draft picks, all this stuff and, and creates these great pro bowl, all pro players with them. But yet when it comes to Tom Brady, that, that just goes out the window because it's Tom Brady. No, he, he took Julian Edelman create pretty much created or continued to create the slot position, which he did with Wes Welker for all intents and purposes. And people are talking about Julian Edelman potentially being a hall of famer, regardless of what you think on it. Belichick did that, and Edelman was a quarterback in college. This is this is why it's, it it's, takes players that wouldn't even dream of having the success and being nope. in the situation that they would, and puts them in the perfect position. And says, "Hey, try your hardest, and we'll see what happens here. I know it'll be good, but try your hardest." And a strong majority of the time, they succeed wildly. Devin McCourty started his career as a corner. 
great rookie year. Yep. Great rookie year. Bill's like, you're killing it, but you didn't know where have... else you'd kill it more. <laughs> didn't have a great, didn't <laughs> you're doing so well, so well. I don't even want you to play this position in. <laughs> so what he did, you make they, me brought sick. Over, they brought over a keep to leave. Belichick in his warlock wizard genius said, Hey, you uh Devin, Devin, is it Devin Devin McCordy? Yeah. I think you'd be good. I think you'd be good at safety. And now Devin McCourty. We don't, we don't need two good corners. We just need one. You go no. to safety. And now Devin McCourty most likely should be talked about as potentially going to the Hall of Fame as well. Will he get yes. there? Probably not. I don't know. I think he should. Depends. Got a lot of Super Bowls. That's, that helps. Yeah. Like he's, he takes these players and not only does he, does he put them in positions to win, gets the best out of them. I mean, all the players he's taken and he has milked all their juicy talent out of them. And then he ships them off. Do you remember? Um, oh Christ. He was probably on the team from like 2003 to 2007. And then he came back in the early 2010s. Tully Banta came. Tully Banta. Of course. At number 95. Of yeah. course. I remember Tully Banta came. So he left in like 2007. I think it was just before or the year of their perfect season mm-hmm. almost perfect season and went to the 49ers uh, and everyone was like bill built this guy up they're really gonna let this guy go did nothing in san francisco came back and playoffs in 2009 playoffs in 2010 more success in those two years before he retired back with the patriots than he ever had in his two years with the 49ers it's another guy who's in there. It's like that guy's a two-time Super Bowl champion because of Bill. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's but Tully Bantakane. I never thought that we would that we he would was bring a seventh up round Bantikane. pick too. Bill once again turning a seventh round pick into a starter for a while, for years. He what I didn't say, see, I forgot. I, I don't even I forgot where he even came from or what his what his deal was. But Tully Bantakane, though. But it, it is from, it's players. <laughs> He's from Mountain Dew, California. Okay, that's that can't that's be sick. That can't be. That's, he went that's... to he went to Cal. Mountain Dew, California. Yeah. Look at him go. Se- seventh. Wow. Holy shit. He was almost the last pick in the draft. Number two thirty nine. And look at that. People are talking about him back then, like he was, you know, whatever. See, that's the thing. He had so so to the to the JC Jackson thing. Of course, it sucked to see him go. But yep. let's stop at another put these headphones, dude. I mean, <laughs> this mic isn't falling. Let's not act like Belichick can't find another player in the draft to replace the undrafted free agent that he turned into the greatest thing since sliced bread. So shut up. That's all I'm we, saying. People, we matured uh, on this opinion because we started off as, man, this sucks. We really needed him. But now as yep. it's settled in and the dust has settled and we are going on ahead, we're on the Oregon Trail right now. J.C. Jackson got syphilis and died miles back. <laughs> and now we're just going ahead. We're just like, let's keep on moving, keep on moving. And we're realizing now that we're miles and miles down the line of the Oregon Trail, we go, you don't really fucking need him. No, you don't. It, it's just, it's like, it's also a position where I, I think we've said this multiple times. It's just not lockdown corner has never been a position that Bell, like sometimes he will stumble into corners like that. You know, like obviously, I mean, you bring in Gilmore, you bring in Revis, that's different. But like, 
you might just stumble into these players that are that are locked down, shut down corners, but you don't need them on this defense. Um, speaking of the defense, the Patriots have also signed today. Today, I actually missed the news because I was just hanging out in the pool on this 88 degree day on a uh, Tuesday um, while everybody else was probably not doing that same thing on a Tuesday. I was doing it was that 26 thing. degrees here. It was 88 here. I uh, got a little sunburn. I didn't know. hear. I didn't hear that the first time. What was the temperature? Uh, 80, 88, I believe. 88. Like an, and right like now it is 72. An yeah, it's 72 now. So it's a little chilly, <laughs> a little, little uh, cold. Um, but you're a word I can't say on this podcast. The 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 Patriots have signed Jabril Peppers, who come in from the Giants. If you don't know who Jabril Peppers is, he's been in the league for five years, I believe. He was the 25th overall pick in the draft um, by Cleveland. Played really well for Cleveland last year, or not last year, because last year he only played like six games. He got hurt, tore his ACL. Uh, coming off an ACL, he'll be back for, you know, start of the year, all that fun stuff. He had 91 tackles in his last full year playing. If you can't find a use for an all-purpose safety slash linebacker slash punt returner who had 90-plus tackles in this defense, like, I don't th- – this was a great signing. And I think it's a one-year, $5 million or up to $5 million. Um, So it's not going to be $5 million against the cap. Everybody calm down. People see these numbers and they freak out. And it's like they don't see yeah. the word up to. But Jabril Peppers, Liam, I know that you were um, – you were – elated about this why you wouldn't i be sergeant peppers is back and he's ready to get the lonely hearts club back together i feel like i have bat the fucking what are they called my nipples are attached to battery <laughs> a car battery you know what i'm talking about like the jump i'm jumping my nipples with a car battery right now like i'm juiced up i'm amped i'm but, ready uh, this is this is sergeant peppers that we got here this is a former Heisman runner up on the defensive end of the ball in his career. He has been on drafted by the Browns and then went to the giants. Can you tell me two worst situations that you could possibly be in besides maybe going to Detroit? I I mean, if just from my hatred, you might be able to throw the jets in there, but I don't even think, I think the jets, the jets are up there too. The the jets would be a step up from, from the giants. In the Brad, yeah, like I don't because let's let's say he wasn't on the Browns when they were like, no, I don't, those are horrible situations for him. Poor guy, absolutely atrocious. And now he's free. Sergeant Peppers can spread his wings and fly. And he has come over to the Patriots under the ultimate defensive guru that is Bill Belichick. Maybe he's passing the defensive responsibilities to his son, doesn't matter. Bill's still in Mm -hmm. charge. Yep, the possibilities are endless. And that's why I feel like I have electricity coursing through my veins right now. I mean, you could do anything <laughs> with this guy. You could play him as the Brian Erlacher college role where he's a linebacker playing strong safety. Mm-hmm. He could be the Mark Barron role where he's a strong safety playing linebacker. Use him as an extra nickel corner in the slot zone defense. He'd be perfect for 91 tackles last year. And he was hurt. 
just another body, a truly capable body. Now that we have Gunner gone, there's an opening in punt return game as well. This guy can do that. Bill loves the multifaceted individual yep. players who can do multiple things. Yep. If you, if you can play multiple positions, that's why we have Ty Montgomery. You're a wide receiver. You're a running back. We got your Brill Peppers. You're a corner. You're a linebacker. You're a safety. You're a punt returner. Perfect. This guy yes. is a tremendous athlete chiseled from marble the greek gods on mount olympus themselves went what shall we do with a prime athlete they're like put him on a football field strap him up in a number 21 send him to new england done they sculpted this terminator out there to tackle and rip the souls from people and he does that. He's a bad man. And he is going to dominate for the Patriots. Kyle Duggar, him, and Devin McCourty. I can't think of better guys I would want covering. Adrian the Phillips ball. is back there too. You got some. Yep. You have you have like those are see, four starting uh, safeties all on the Patriots. Exactly. You have that's the part. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about this defense, where like I you are you're building a defense where you have these players. I mean, McCordy's always going to be playing where he is. He's going to be the safety that's yep. kind of playing, you know, center field, making sure nothing happens, blah, blah, blah. Phillips, he, he might blitz sometimes. He can do a little bit of coverage. Yep. He can do his thing. He, he covers Dugger. mostly like the middle of the field. Like all exactly. of his picks last year were in the intermediate levels of the field. All right around there. Kyle Duggar kind of in that same vein, in that same elk. Yep. He plays He's more of that Patrick Chung. Yeah, yeah. He plays more of that little thing. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that they want to less cocaine but yeah yeah hopefully uh they want him to cover a little bit more so hopefully he'll kind of get that a little bit more too and then you got peppers who you could put him in there at linebacker and not worry about him having to cover a tight end that comes out but yep. see th th this is the the genius of belichick you have jabril peppers mac wilson kyle duggar on the field all these people on the field at the same time if you have someone for on mac wilson's side you know, a tight end, you know, shed the block and go on or out. He can cover him. And then you can have peppers blitz, or you can have peppers cover the guy in the slot while Mac Wilson blitzes, or you can have, you know, in, in, in all out blitz and just have, you know, um, like someone come down from the set. There's so many things that they can do now. I, I think what Belichick's doing is just trying to get talent, trying to get athletes, trying to get guys that can do multiple things. Like you said, and he just wants to have them on the field because he thinks if he has this talent in his system, because he knows what this team is not good at. This team got torched last year by your crossing routes, by your quicker receivers, by your more explosive sideline to sideline receivers. So what's Belichick doing? He's signing players who can can cover those guys for the most part can at least pass off coverage can play in yep. zone you know you have the players that's that my point that. talk about a versatile defense we're moving seamlessly Very. A tight ends running the seam linebacker covers them and then it goes right to the safety if he got jabril he can follow him all the way up into the safety area you can pass guys off with ease here this yep. defense just like last year hopefully a little more steady throughout the whole season but this defense is deadly I don't even need to see them play. I know it's a dominant defense. I'm drafting them with the first overall pick in fantasy. Oh, I always, a uh, word of advice, and we aren't a fantasy football podcast by any means. Word of advice to everybody, always draft the Patriots defense, always. no matter what. Always get them because people will always sleep on them. I've had them every single year I've done it. They're normally high up there in, in uh, turnovers. They normally get a, a fair amount of um, a fair amount of points from, you know, kick return, you know, special teams as well. Just things that they do 
always go for the Patriots defense. Um, and they did also sign Jawan Bentley too, which a lot of people didn't, didn't talk about. That's big as well. Like, uh, like we brought up before leading tackler of this, of the year last year, brought him back. Jawan Bentley. Good for him. He's back. I know we talked about him last week, but I just, I don't know if we said that he was the leading tackler last year. He was, um, you know, Jabril Peppers, Devin McCourty's there. Adrian felt your safety group is all set. Your corners are almost all set. You have Jalen Mills, not worried about Jalen Mills. Will he give up some plays here and there? Of course he's not, uh, he's not an elite corner, but Jalen Mills also makes plays. Jonathan Jones, very quick, very fast. I think Jonathan Jones is going to help kind of mitigate those quick receivers that kind of beat you, your Isaiah McKenzie's that kind of beat you going across the field. Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, you'll, you'll get what you get with him. You know, he can, he can cover, he can cover somebody. Yeah. Yeah, He can tackle. Well, he's also smart. He can jump routes as well. Um, you know, that might burn him here. That's and the there, thing. We're but... getting a ve- veteran presence with him where he's like, Hey, I know this route scheme. I know what they're doing. Yeah. That's mostly what we're getting him for. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you're, you're getting a fair amount of players. Now there's one guy. Now I think we can kind of, kind of go into, um, Oh, what, what? I don't know if you're going to cover this. So I want to just take the reins here. Uh Oh, uh Oh, <sighs> I hate to do it. Since we signed Jabril Peppers, I've come to a realization. It's time, Mike. It's time. I hate to do it. I'm nervous. But it's time. I'm hurting. It's been a great run. Things have been good. My my time watching him has been nothing short of amazing. But this is where it comes to an end. With this signing, I think Dante Hightower's gone. His time with the Patriots has come to a solid end. So this funeral music comes into play. As I remember, 54, strapped up in red, white, and blue, making clutch tackles on the goal line, decapitating other teams' best running backs, and skull-fucking offenses for a beautiful, beautiful nine-year Patriots career. Thank you, Dante Hightower, for everything you've done. I love you. I miss you. And be my guardian angel when I play flag football and I'm playing linebacker. Amen. So beautiful. That was. <sighs> I had no idea where we were going with that, but uh, let's 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 pour one out. Cheer, cheers to the homie. Uh, RIP my dog Dante Hightower. Um, I'd pour it out, but this I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a mess on the on the new desk here. Um, I I think you are right, and I don't I didn't want to be right about this thought. Remember when we talked about it a few say, weeks ago? Cut you off at the right time? No, no, it wasn't. And I'm I'm kind of glad okay. you did because I feel like you know I, I feel like our podcast it, it was getting a little bit too happy. I feel like we had to get brought yeah. down a little bit. I've, so I've remained blissfully that. ignorant. I'm like he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's not coming back. He's not I don't think back. he is anymore yet. At like some point, you, you got to bite the bullet. The fact that you you sign Jawan Bentley and it's like okay, like kind of a similar type of a role, but okay, you know, Dante Hightower is still there. You sign Jabril Peppers, who it's like wait a minute, wait a minute. Why would you sign a safety that can also play kind of like a linebacker? What do, why would you do that? Going on here. The fact that there's been, because you got to think, the fact that there's been no movement 
or really any word on Dante Hines. Nothing. So that means that there's probably no other teams that want him because if the Patriots either weren't offering him a contract or offering such a low contract, some team would have called him. Some team would have and given him something and he would have signed there. The fact that there is no word at all on him from any, from his camp, the Patriots camp, any NFL teams camp. I think, I think we've seen the last of Dante Hightower in a Patriots uniform. And that's a, that's, that's a that's a ringer. That's a Patriots Hall of Famer right there. That's yeah, that's right is. up there with your Gerard Mayo, with your Teddy Bruschi. That he goes right, right in that ilk, right in that ilk, right? Your Willie McGinnis is yeah. up there. McGinnis is yeah. That is um. It, it's going to be sad when that officially happens. Whether he now, do you think he retires? Or do you think he signs somewhere else? this point i think he retires he has yeah. had no interest i mean i get it it's a long off season there's still time yeah but we would have heard something yeah teams would have kicked the tires on him by now teams would right. have shown interest there are so many teams that need a good linebacker and if anyone even remotely believed in him you know there'd be some sort of murmurs the lions have interest in dante hightower the you know, dolphins the Rams have interest to anyone you know you'd hear rumblings the ravens are interested in dante nothing nothing now that it is all silent on that front. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. And it sucks. Because like I said, I, I was thinking that, yeah, I think a few weeks ago when free agency was about to start, when we kind of said who we thought the Patriots were going to bring back, I made the decision. I was like, yeah, no, I don't think Hightower is coming back. But I still wanted him to. I still kind of thought he there was still the chance. I think he's done. It was a, It was a prediction. It was a thought that I didn't want to come true. But I, I do think that he is most likely gone. Dante Hightower, uh, he did the number 54 well. He, he, he did. He, he did it. It's he a did legacy it number. It's like 88 in Dallas. If you wear that, you got you to gotta ball. Honorable. Honorable. And I think, uh, I think at this point, if he does retire, we give the 54 to Ronnie Perkins and just let that shit ride. That's what I think. I am. I Let me tell you, if Ronnie You're Perkins does not work out, I may assassinate myself live on this podcast because I don't think I have not you certainly put, can never talk football again. I, I, I cannot. I have put every, every one of my eggs, every one of them in this basket in Ronnie Perkins's basket. If it does not work out, I will not be able to show my face again. I will have to delete all social media. I just won't be able to be around anymore. Cause I it, it's, I am Ronnie Perkins or die. That's, yeah. Oh, I, I completely get that vibe. You radiate Ronnie Perkins. As I, I do. I don't even know what the guy looks like, to be honest. I forget. I don't even know if I, I've seen him like a couple of times. All I know is that he is from the from like the videos, the YouTube compilations I've watched, the things I've read about him, the the word, how people talk about him. He's a he playmaker. should be the next. He, he should be the Christian Barmore of linebackers, which is I uh, praise. Buddy, remember Christian Barmore? I feel like people forget. People forget. People forget. I see him every time I close my eyes. Another thing with the, with with Christian Barmore, Ronnie Perkins, those type of guys, people also forget if you get pressure on the quarterback, your corners and your DBs don't have to be elite. You don't need JC Jackson's back there. You can you can roll with it all. Malcolm Butler, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills. You can roll with them if you get pressure on the quarterback in a few seconds, a couple seconds. You're good. Um, the guy that I was thinking, because I kind of talking about free agents now. That could come in 
and solidify, really solidify this cornerback room. It's a name we know. It's a person we've heard before. I could see the Pats since Malcolm Butler came back. Everybody thought there was bad blood between them. How fucking crazy would it be if the Patriots got Stephon Gilmore to come back? So we talked about that. Was it last show with Al coming back on? I'd love uh, it. I, I'm all I, in. I think so. I think, I think we briefly brought it up. I'm all in. Like, I'm interested. If we're bringing back Malcolm Butler, then I, I know Stephon Gilmore has more in the tank than Malcolm Butler. I know he can Definitely. contribute more than Malcolm Butler. Even if he has, is as washed as people seem to think, because he's got the Dante Hightower situation going on, I haven't heard a single team interested in Stephon nope. Gilmore. Nope. Imagine. A dude, what is it, three years out from a defensive player of the year? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, two, yep, yep. Let me actually look him up. I'm, yeah, I'm so then that means he's also three, uh, four years out from a potential Super Bowl MVP as well, being hands down the best corner in the league that year. Now no one has interest. I'd love it. Why wouldn't you take Stefan Gilmore back? I'm sure he can ball. I'm looking him up right now um, on, the, on the old Twitter Nothing really. Someone, I don't know, some some random account decision coming soon from Stefan Gilmore. Chief seemed like the option. I, the guy, it's a the the tweet has five likes. It's not, it's nothing there. Yeah. Um, I guess earlier this month the Chiefs made a significant offer to Stefan Gilmore. If it was so significant, why has why hasn't he signed? Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't believe that for a second. But yeah, that doesn't make sense. But Stefan Gilmore, if Gilmore comes back and you got Stefan Gilmore, Mac but uh Malcolm Butler, Mac Butler, you got Malcolm right. Butler, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills. I like that cornerback room. I like that quarter that cornerback tandem because you got you got Gilmore, you got your guy. Um, you got oh, look at him. Look at him. If you're not watching, you gotta see it. He's right now, Liam is holding up the infamous play from the Super Bowl where Dante Hightower blitzed Devonte Freeman could not cover him strip sack Body Matt Ryan obviously you all know what happened after that the rest is history but that look at Matt Ryan's face Matty Ice Matt who is now a Colt who I mean I don't not worried about the Colts at all look at him look at Matt Ryan's face it, it, it looks like he, he wincing in pain that's the face of a war torn oh, dude I swear to God did you hear my cut out oh I hear it it's yep. back. It, it, I I would love to bring it back to Stephon Gilmore. Have him come here because you got that. You got your really coverage guy. Then you got Malcolm Butler who can cover, jump routes, do what he's got to do, tackle. You got Jonathan Jones, slot guy, cover your quick people, nice all that fun stuff. We bring back Malcolm Butler, zone guy. We have Stephon Gilmore, a man guy, and then all the other guys are young enough where they should be able to do both with fair consistency. Yeah, I'm trying to see. There's not really any other. Um, I don't really see any other corners that I would want. Did you? Well, you know, since we're talking about free agency, let's get into it. Did you? Uh, what? What? What are some? Uh, what other names you have? Because the free agency is still kind of just started a few weeks ago, but you yeah. know, people are getting antsy. There hasn't really been much movement from a lot of people. You know, I think Bobby Wagner and you know the Honey Badger are the two big names out there now, but there's still a bunch of names out there. Um, who, who would you like to see the Pats go after any position, anywhere you want? So you I'll want stick start. with the cornerback position. Cause we were talking about it. The number one, very visible name 
that I have that the Patriots could get. Young guy isn't demanding a lot of money because the number one cornerback names on the market are Patrick Peterson, A.J. Boye, who's not good anymore, and Janoris Jenkins, who's going to be good way until, you know, he's 50 years old. I love Jack Rabbit Jenkins and Trey Waynes. All those guys are going to demand bigger salaries than the Patriots could offer. So who does that leave? That leaves the fifth best corner on the market, Kyle Fuller. I love Kyle Fuller. Fresh off a very disappointing year in Denver where he barely played. Yep, yep. very disappointing. Basically got shut out by Patrick Sertan Jr. I think it's a, he's a junior, but uh, yep. Patrick Sertan's son. I, uh, I love this signing. I think he has a chance to revitalize his career with the Patriots in a great defensive system. The way he plays would be perfect with Bill Belichick. Hustle player, only a few years away from his last Pro Bowl. Not too bad. I think he's a guy that plug and play. He could come right in. Wouldn't mm-hmm. be a problem. Very capable. My buddy's a Chicago Bears fan. He speaks fondly of Kyle Fuller. Like, like this dude was his son. He talks so fondly of Kyle Fuller. And that says something to me. If he, if a Bears fan whose life is drenched in misery and sadness and constant disappointment can speak highly on anyone that's been on that team in the last couple of years, that's mm-hmm. enough for me to be like, we should bring this guy in. I was psyched to see him in Denver. Sad to see that he was a disappointment. Just a player I've always followed. Ever since the day I saw him get four picks in a game, I was like, I fucking love this guy. I uh, I think he'd be great, that. and that's that's the next best corner I have on the market that the Patriots could and should get. I wouldn't hate that. He was brought up, I think, before the trade deadline, too. People were saying, you know, Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller. He was in the midst of that horrible year, too, so I think I kind of, like, poo-pooed a little, a little bit. Um, yeah, he was, re- but, like, really bad, but, like, he didn't play much. Either. Yeah, I mean, you can't really get in much of a rhythm if you don't play, you know, especially as a corner. You kind of have to get into yeah. the rhythm of the games and all that stuff, but Kyle Fuller, I could – I. Could, He's not the flashy name. I mean, like you said, no. your Patrick Petersons, AJ Boye, I mean, Stefan Gilmore is probably going to get something. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I mean, you have these names who are going to get bigger contracts and that's going to leave room for teams like the Patriots who are your, you know, target shoppers as they were called last year, who are going to go in there and they're going to, they're going to swoop in and get guys like that. I could see Kyle Fuller coming in, plug and play. Like you said, if you get, Kyle Fuller with the three starting corners that we have now. Um, oh, and Miles Bryant. I keep forgetting about Miles Bryant. Love Miles Bryant. Um, but I, I I love that cornerback room. And then also you got the DBs there too. I, I think you either need you need some sort of a of a veteran because Kyle Fuller is a veteran at this point. He needs some sort oh, yeah. of a veteran presence there too. And then I still think I do still think the Patriots are going to draft corner and linebacker. Those are going to be their two main spots that they're going to draft, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to sign someone. Kyle Fuller. I would like that. I know he had a down year, but it's a name, you know, he's talented. Sometimes corners have bad years. It might just be the, you know, luck of the draw. Didn't play much. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, I mean, we, we literally just talked for 10 minutes about how Bill Belichick takes players and makes them into, you know, whatever. So if you take a name like Kyle Harrison sucked before he came, and then he came here and, and was the best, the hardest hitting best safety in the league for a couple of years. So like, come on, especially for that one play where you can b- pull the ball away from David Tyree. But um, I, I would love Kyle Fuller. I would love that. Now I still, of course, like my, my number one 
It's still Stephon Gilmore because I think that'd be crazy just for the storylines. I think Gilmore is just a better player. I don't think that's a slight towards Fuller at all. But Kyle Fuller would be a tremendous, I don't even want to say consolation prize because that's not what he is, but he would be a tremendous number two option behind Gilmore in the yes. grand scheme. And hell, if we don't get Gilmore, I like him as our face of the cornerback room. Like Kyle Fuller, at oh, least yeah. that's a veteran name that I can put to the group. Like the unit led by Kyle Fuller. I can, yep. I can wrap my head around that. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think if that's, if that would be the case, you got a room full of guys that are going to kind of scrap and fight. Cause we know Malcolm Butler. We know his, that's how, that's how he was. Uh, we know that Jonathan Jones, he plays that same way. We understand Jalen Mills fighter as well. He does what he's got to do. Kyle Fuller. I can, he's not your finet. He's not your Darrell Revis type where no. Revis never really, he never got dirty. Revis was just fucking better than you better than everybody. He would run oh your route God. and you, you'd get to the end of your route and he'd just be standing there. And you're just like, what? Yeah, like, th- how did awkward. you get here? How'd you get here so quick? You're supposed to be back there. What the hell? But yeah, Kyle Fuller. I would love that. I keep forgetting that name. I think, and I hope Patriots fans would be happy with that because I think that is a great corner room, cornerback room there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. I will. I stamp of approval. I like Kyle Fuller there. Actually, Who else I you got? got? Mike stamp of approval. Who else you got? So I talked about this earlier in free agency as a guy that I would want still got no offers as far as I, and I've done a fair amount of background checks here. I have not seen a single offer for this guy. If we're keeping this reunion sharp here, bringing back Malcolm Butler, let's bring back Akeem Hicks. We already have a loaded defensive line. God damn. I'm a veterans man. I want presence. I want, if I had a, if I was the coach of a team, I'd have no rookies. I would have all veterans. I would I would draft rookies and trade them on draft day. I would have a team of veterans. I am a huge veterans guy. I believe in the strong veteran presence and think I don't care how old they are. They're smart enough to make plays. Unless they're Richard Sherman, then they're completely washed. Get them out of the league. But Akeem Hicks is very capable, especially on the defensive line here. At this age, it's more about smarts. Hit the right gap. Make the stop. I'm not expecting him to bull rush through two guards to get to the quarterback. That's not the guy he is anymore. I want heads up. And that's what this guy is. Super Bowl champion with us. Yep. We have a soft spot in his hot, soft spark spot. Tough. Come on, in get it out heart. there. You got it. Come on. God, there we go. Come back to us. Come. I would come love hither. that. Could you imagine a line with Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore, and Akeem Hicks coming at you? Could you that I got and then and then you got Ronnie Perkins coming from behind? Can you imagine no that? Can yeah. you imagine we even, that? We don't even need corners. Oh my god! So a key who I thought you were gonna say, and I think this guy had the last two years. He hasn't been healthy. He's played. I looked it up because I wanted to see. He played seven games the last couple of years. Um, I think kind of going along with the with the the homecoming the homecoming roast there. Trey Flowers. Bring I saw. The, see, I chose Hicks over Flowers. I saw a lot of rumors for Flowers too. I was like, I'd rather have Hicks. Flowers Hicks is somebody first. that I'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, Flowers yeah is definitely. Somebody want I'd be first. all right if I didn't see him in a Pats uniform again. Although he's serviceable. Hicks is more of your um, kind of you know what you're getting with him. Trey Flowers, you don't know because like his special, like he, like he he comes from that ilk where it's like 
if he doesn't get to the quarterback, how productive is he? Or like, you know, how, how useful is he? But I could see him coming here though. Kind of a homecoming, finally being healthy, doing his thing. If you put him next to these guys on the line, I think that'd be good. I do still want Akeem Hicks first. I think if I had to pick, yep. completely forgot about Akeem Hicks. I thought for some reason that he already signed somewhere, just because it's Akeem Hicks. I figured, I figured he did. You know, I I remember when he left, I was pissed. It was one of those things where it's like, shit, like he he is really good. And he went off and he, he still had, you know, I, if I remember correctly, a fair amount of success. So I, I would want Akeem Hicks to come here before Trey Flowers, but Trey Flowers, since we're doing the whole, you know, homecoming return, all that stuff. Fuck it. Give me both of them. Yeah. Give me Trey Flowers and Akeem Fire Hicks. Fire them up. Shopping. Let me, let me see both of them. Let me see. Um, okay. So yeah, no, I, boom, stamp of approval. That was a little bitch ass stamp noise, but. Um, was. now do who, who, who else, who else you got? You rocking with anybody else over there? Uh, so there were some other names that I just saw floating around in different articles and rumors that I wasn't completely sold on one of them, which I think is cool. So WEI posted one and they gave kind of their free agency list. So I was kind of picking them apart. Most of the ones I didn't really like, they brought up. Uh, Keelan Cole, the old wide receiver for the Jags and the Jets, just a tall wide receiver. He torched the Patriots in the past. The one time the Jacksonville Jaguars beat us when Blake Bortles threw for like 500 yards and crushed us. He had a good game. I think he's just a, a, again, mids, maybe a lower tier wide receiver, but he just filled the room. He's a big body. If he can make a contested catch or two, I I wouldn't hate it, but I wasn't sold on that. Obviously, Bobby Wagner is on that list for me. How realistic do I think that is? Not very, especially after the Jabril Pepper signing. I don't think he's coming. And he's also getting looked at by the Rams and the Ravens. I think they would shell out more money for him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely have more to offer. And they're they've been winning more recently than we have been. Yep. Yep. I, another name that was brought up on one of these lists and it's a crowded room, but I have an undying love for this dude. So I'll bring it up anyway. Jarek circle jerk McKinnon. Uh, Did you like Jarek McKinnon? Now I, I remember, I think he was one of the free agents that I talked about. Um, or, or that I had ago, on a I list. Yeah, a while ago. But that was before you got James White back, before yep. you got them. Now, I wouldn't, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't hate it. I don't think you can, like, embarrassment of riches. Give me talented people. Yeah, Wouldn't hate it, but I just. But now that we got Ty Montgomery, it almost seems like a mute point because they do basically the same thing. Yeah, I don't need And that kind of goes with the, because I want to talk about the the Keen, the Keelan, Keelan Cole, not Keenan Allen. Jesus. The Keelan nice. Cole thing. Uh, I would love Keenan Allen. Um, Keelan Cole at, at this point, if you're not getting Allen Robinson, which obviously you're not, if you're not getting like a top name like that, just draft a guy and roll with that. I don't, cause yeah. otherwise you're spending money. Like, cause I see people saying, well, I, I, I want to bring this name up to you. Cause I want to see what everybody for some reason is like exploding themselves thinking about OBJ coming to the Patriots. Now, he had a good year last year kind of, you know, righted his ship, you know, didn't really cause too much shit, got hurt. That sucked. He won a Super Bowl, tore his ACL, MCL, whatever CL. Um, ACL. Yeah. Tore his ACL. I Patriots fans seemed 
fixated on wanting him here. I don't think that they realize, understand, or know he's not going to be able to play football until December at the best, at the earliest. Because with this, it normally takes about 10 to 11 months to heal from this. That would put you at uh, actually January. So we're even talking a little bit earlier because he tore it in the Super Bowl. I don't want, I don't, OBJ, if he was healthy, completely different situation. But he's not, there's no, I don't want to spend money on someone. And I don't want to give him a multi, multi, multi year contract. It would only be like a two year contract, probably two or three years. I don't want, to give all this money to someone coming from his second ACL surgery. He's not going to be able to pl- to be able to play until late, late, late in the year, which would you really put him in there and screw up any team chemistry you have in that, in the wide receiver room at that point or on yeah. the offense? Like, I don't, I, I don't, since he I don't can't contribute it. to late, it's not worth bringing him in because we need exactly. someone to build rapport with our young quarterback. It just complicates yeah. things more. If, you know, come week, 15 all of a sudden obj comes back and we're like all right well this guy is a former superstar you need to give him at least six targets and he's been used to spreading the ball around all year and then all of a sudden there's this monkey wrench thrown in called odell beckham and they're like hey i don't care what you were doing before this guy needs these targets so instead of spreading the ball around evenly force two or three his way and then nope. you put the ball in harm's way unnecessarily. Bill hates that. Might not lead to team success. 50-50 chance at that point. I don't like it. I think it's null and void just because he won't be back. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I don't. And I think a lot of people like it because the photoshops that you see of him look so good in a Patriots yep. uniform. I legitimately oh, yeah. think that's part of the reason why OBJ to New England has like so much, so much steam traction. behind it. Yeah, because those photoshops look amazing Fire. but still got like I, I see so many people so many people a bunch of different group chats that were in a bunch of different things people that were it's just obj maybe they'll get him this no why why would they spend money on him if he's not going to be able to play until and that that's best case scenario what if complications happen he misses the whole year then he's fighting back his second year coming back from an acl and then if you give him a three-year deal, that third year, he's in a contract year. And so, like, what, what was the point of getting him? That doesn't make sense. I don't think the Patriots are going to grab any, any receiver um, unless it's in the draft. I don't – I just don't – I don't see it. Uh, Bobby Wagner, like you said, he'd be awesome. I think he'd be a fit. Yep, he'd be a fit be on sweet. any team. Any team he'd be a fit. It just – it doesn't, doesn't, make, doesn't make much sense. Uh, how the do cards you for us. I – the the Tyron Matthew always gets a name that's thrown out there. He's going to get too big of a contract. No reason for him to even come here. Safety room yep. is crowded. That reminds me of like the running backs room. You don't need you don't need him anyway. So why spend money yep. for him? If we can't get Circle Jerk, then we certainly can't get Tyron Matthew. Exactly. Yeah, that's what that's, a great that's a nickname. Good. That's a good. That's I didn't know that was a, that was his nickname. Um, that's Circle a, Jerk. I want to know why it's his nickname. That, that's what I I'm most curious about. Uh, do you the, Jerk, Circle Jerk McKinnon. Probably. I, mm, I feel like it doesn't leave <laughs> much to the imagination. I feel like you kind of know why. <laughs> it probably something happened. Yeah, but I, I um, want to know. I want to know what part he plays. I kind of want to know. Yeah, yeah. Was he was he the ringleader? Was he the was he the 
Was he the, he the beginning guy? Was he yeah. the beginning or the end of the circle? Like where, where was he? Where was he or, in the, is he, is he the subject of the circle? Which would be what, was he standing in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Was he just posing in the middle and then everybody, ah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we don't know out there. We don't know. out there like the Jesus Christ statue that looks over Rio de Janeiro. He's just sitting in the middle of the him, circle yeah. with his, with his arms wide. <laughs> just getting baptized with Jesus juice. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, um, somebody's spilling the kid, kid milk. Now, do I don't? I don't need. I feel like all the free agents. Did, did you have any other ones that jumped out at you? Not particularly. Not really, no. right? Unfortunately, yeah. it's Slim Pickens. Yeah, not, not not too many. So, um, before uh, before we dip out, I feel like we have to we have to talk about it because uh, you brought it up as well. Um, Robert Kraft was asked kind of about. Um, about, you know, the Patriots, all that fun stuff and everything. He mentioned that he wasn't necessarily happy with not winning a playoff game in the last three years. Um, Makes sense. The context of it, he said, I'm a Patriots fan first. So obviously I'm not happy. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. He said, I am a Patriots fan. So obviously I'm not happy with not winning a playoff game in the last three years. Um, That's obviously going to be the headline that people run with. Uh, He brought up some other stuff. Um, you know, he, he loves Mac Jones, you know, people aren't going to say that, but he spoke glowingly about Mac Jones, Loved, yep. but he also brought up kind of the fact that the last four drafts were a little shitty. Do you think, do you read any deep, do you read deep into any of these, any of these comments? Or do you think it's just kind of, it's common sense because he's saying what everybody's probably thinking, you know, on the team and everything. Do you, do you see it as any like I, I know what tomorrow's, you know, media talk shows, all that there's dissension in the Patriots again. Do you see that at all? Or do you think it's just a, just a, just comments about the team? No, I think if they do, then they're metal detecting for dog shit. Like they're just scratching and clawing. We're looking for something where it's not there. I read his, watched his interview and read the transcript afterwards. He, came right out and was open and honest and like you said said everything that most patriots fans are thinking one of the things that really stuck out to me as completely honest truthful and took the words out of my mouth was the keys to success i'm paraphrasing in the modern league are a stable good head coach with a system and a good cornerback quarterback those two things you can win no matter what else is around you those two things are keys to success. Mm-hmm. You can have ample success with those two things. Obviously, the rest of the team being built in good fashion wins you a Super Bowl. But those two things alone will make you a good team. He said, I believe we have an outstanding coach and a good quarterback. There's not much more to say there. You, The coach, outstanding is an understatement at this point. He's immaculate. Yeah. As the quarterback, I think good is the good. Good is a good word for it. Yeah. Because he's only had his rookie year. He's up and coming. We need to see what he can continue to do. But in his rookie year, he had an extremely promising, far and away the best rookie campaign of any of the quarterbacks he was drafted around. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what you say. We have a good quarterback. We have an outstanding coach who puts an outstanding system in place. We are fine. We have the build. We just need to draft correctly, put the guys around those two guys, and everything else will fall into play. And I thought he he said it perfectly. Didn't mums the words. Didn't do any cryptic, 
you know, man, if we just had better drafting or better coaching, like, no, he didn't say anything like that. He was outward and honest. He said, we have missed in the draft in recent, in the recent past. He's like, things haven't been great. We got, you know, Dietrich Wise, who's a a role-playing defensive tackle. We got two good running backs, Mm -hmm. not stellar. I I guess I would say Damian Harris is better than good. Sonny Michelle was good. So we got those two guys. Those are good picks. And then a bunch of, you know, kind of flops. We got some offensive linemen that didn't work out, a wide receiver that was real fucking shitty. And there, there have been some hits, some misses, mostly misses. And he was honest about that. But then he said, it all came to congregation in the last draft when we hit and we hit and we hit starting with Mac Jones, moving on to Christian Barmore and topping all that off with the Dre train, Ramondre Stevenson. It mm-hmm. all culminates in a great draft, which led to a great team this year focused with those guys contributing to success. So I think he was open and honest and completely correct. There's no yeah. reason to dig into this anymore. No, no, I, I don't think so either. I mean, we always ask for these, you know, we always ask for, you know, everybody to be kind of honest talking about the teams and everything. So Kraft was saying, if you listen to it too, and even if you read the comments, they're not even damning, but if you listen to it, he's not saying it with any sort of like, you know, demeanor that would make you like, you know, demonstrative that would make you think that he's upset. He even says, because I think someone asked him, you know, do you think, you know, sometimes with the slow build that it would take a team, you know, two or three years to, to contend, or do you think that they could, or would you want them to, or do you think they can contend as soon as this year? He says, I'm high on all the young players. I think that we can contend as soon as this year. I think we should contend as soon as this year. He's high yeah. on his team. He, Hell, he we likes we could, the team. Could, we thought they could contend last year. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I mean, that obviously we were drinking the Patriots Kool-Aid there being, you know, coming Very in here, pumping so. up, we're going to win, but that, I mean, who cares? I, I don't see this as any sort of rift, nothing like that at all. If anybody wants to, wants to bill it as one or headline it as one, you can, if you want, I think you're grasping at straws. Um, I think the craft is just ready. He, he's just like everybody in new England. It sucks that we haven't won a playoff game in three years. Tom Brady lost one to the Titans. We didn't make it in 2020, 2021. We lost in the wild card. It sucks. It sucks as Patriots fans, as spoiled and as privileged as we've been, we need to win. We need to win games. We do. We need to win playoff games. I think this is the year. If everybody progresses and everything happens, I think we, we, we break the drought this year. Um, I think that we win a a playoff game this year. That might be my prediction going into the season. We'll see. Um, Cause I feel like we'll do a predictions episode as we get closer to the season. and everything. Hell, uh, we'll probably have some more my, people on my wins, losses and record picks. So I, I had mine too, but I want to look again now that like with all this movement, I got to take a look and see what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, but now yeah, that we so, have Jabril Peppers, we're not losing a game. So that makes it. Oh easy. yeah. Obviously 17 and 0 regular season. Duh. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't think don't Robert Kraft comments, nothing crazy. He's just expressing how every Patriots fan should feel. Very promising year. Mac Jones. Is it awesome. is refreshing to have an owner too, that comes out and says like, because he's rich he's rich rich like he he's, could he's buy like, and sell me three times over and not like rich, even rich. be faced rich rich so for him who has all the money in the world to not care about money being an owner because normally when you're that rich all you want to do is get richer what's jeff bezos trying to do he's trying to get richer elon musk he's getting richer all the rich Jerry jones i mean stay yep. in the nfl yep yeah exactly so you have all these people who are rich they want to get richer 
Robert Kraft comes to the forefront and goes, we need to win. I don't know what the hell has happened these last couple of years, but we're not winning. And I'm fucking pissed. And, you know, you don't hear the Vikings GM coming out and being like, or the Vikings owner coming out and being like, oh, I'm disappointed. We've been our first round exit the last three years. Last year, we didn't make the playoffs. Shut the fuck up. Don't care. He, he's silent. Doesn't care. He just wants to put asses in seats. He's just trying to make money. The Chicago Bears, you think they're talking about how disappointing their last couple of years have been? Nope, no, nothing, not a word. Robert Kraft, right to the forefront, he goes, I'm disappointed. Patriots fans are disappointed. He goes, I'm a fan just as much as anyone else. I am no different from the union worker who watches every Patriots game on a Sunday because me and him both want to see this team win. Nothing more, nothing less. And that's very admirable. I mean, that that's how he's always been, though. I think even when he bought the team, he was just a fan who wanted to buy the team. And guess what he did? Yeah. He bought the team. So like he, he has always been this way. Um, I think that with him, he is just ready for the success, for the success to come. I think we all are too. So, I mean, he even, he even said, I don't know. Or he says, I know what I don't know. So he tries not to butt into Belichick yep, stuff, even though totally. nobody wants to, wants to say that he does that he forces Belichick to do things, which is just not true. Um, so I am, I am just very, very, excited about this year. I think that the draft is going to prove to be very, um, very beneficial to the Pats. I think that there might be some more names that come in like Jabril Peppers who aren't, you know, aren't huge names that people are very excited about, but are just going to be. Yeah, exactly. That, That are just going to be your, your just pieces to the puzzle and that puzzle leads to success to winning all that stuff. So that's, that's it. I got nothing else I want to speak on. Do you have anything you want to speak on before we go? No, took the words out of my mouth. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to throw back on that funeral music and cry for another good while. Watch Dante Hightower highlights. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I feel you. It's going to be a sad day. You know, it's going to be a very sad, somber episode when he either retires yeah. when or he officially, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. If yep. he signs with somebody else or retires, yep. oh, we're wearing all black to that, yep. uh, to, to that podcast. No, it's it's going to be a sad day, but um, I'm show up in my Sunday best. But but today is not a sad day. No, um, it's not. This this was Tuck Rule takes. I am Mike Sullivan. That's Liam McDade, fresh off a badass weekend at the Celtics game. He went to go see. Um, Fucking right, badass. Go Pats. Bad. Let's go. Um, yep, or just bad. When we see, when we talk to everybody next, hopefully the Pats have signed. Another person, so we can talk then. If not, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a guest too. Who knows what we'll do? We'll see. We'll see what's cooking. But this was episode 36. Tuck rule takes. See you next week. Same time. Let's go. Go, Pats. We're out. Sweet feet. Sweet feet.